we got two really solid charts that give us a good sense of where the U.S. economy is going. It combines three different factors, banks lending, companies borrowing, and company employers employing or not employing. Basically, when you put together lending standards with commercial lending and then commercial lending or borrowing with the unemployment rate, you get a strong sense of where in a cycle the U.S. economy might be. And unfortunately for us, what the evidence shows is that we are indeed still experiencing a cycle, and the worst part of that cycle remains just in front of us. We start with the Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey, or SLUS, which comes from the Federal Reserve. And as the name implies, the Federal Reserve sends out a survey to senior loan officers and asking them various questions about whether or not they're raising lending standards, maybe loosening them. Do they see higher or lower demand for their various credit? From commercial real estate to commercial industrial loans to consumer loans, as well as residential real estate. Now, today we're going to focus on commercial and industrial loans for reasons that will be apparent in just a few moments, though we should talk about some of the other developments in commercial real estate as well as consumer lending too. But we're going to focus here on commercial and industrial loans. And what the SLUS data says is that last year, in the third quarter of last year with the October survey, a net 50.8% of respondents were tightening lending standards for their commercial borrowers. Since then, over the two subsequent surveys, including the one that just came out yesterday for the first quarter of 2024, that number has declined. As of the latest number, latest estimates, the latest survey, it's just 14.5% for the first quarter. What that means is that a net 14.5% are still tightening lending standards. But at first glance, it would seem like this is a huge improvement. There were so many more survey respondents last, last fall talking about lending, tightening lending standards versus now it's only a net 14%. Again, it sounds like a huge improvement, but it doesn't necessarily mean that banks are loosening standards. That just means that a lot of banks had tightened standards last year, and now there aren't many stragglers left to follow along. Banks aren't yet loosening standards, but that's not really the important point. It may just be, and we'll see this in a, in a moment, that the damage has already been done, and now we just have to wait for that damage to show up in, in the actual economy, as well as the statistics that we're going to follow. What you see is the same pattern repeating in all of the business cycles over the, the, the uh, three decades of which we have sluice figures. Whether it be 2020 or 2008, 2001 and 1990, in all of these business cycles, these recession cycles, business, banks will tighten lending standards for commercial borrowers right near the beginning. In fact, you'll see the peak tightening happen in the first parts of each of these recessions. And then the, light, the tightening numbers don't become loosening for some time afterward. But as banks are tightening, you get that rush of banks tightening standards and then then the, then the real fun and magic begins. So if we're talking about commercial and industrial loans and, and lending standards on those, we should expect to find a relatively close relationship between lending standards and the actual volume of loans in the real economy, if this survey is at all representative of what happens in the banking system. And what we do find is that when you put these two data sources together, it, you can see right away that there does appear to be a very solid relationship. And just to note here, I'm showing you the sluice data, the net tightening and lending on an inverted scale, which means 
uh, the net percentage of banks tightening is actually going down rather than up. And I just do this so you can see more easily how visible the correlation here is, how, how strong that correlation is. But since they don't line up exactly, you have to think, okay, there's something else happening. Something must be happening here. And the answer is that there's, it takes time for lending standards to become lower levels of lending. You've got pre-existing loan commitments that banks have to make. You've got time to rejigger re the process. You've got loans that are already in process that, you know, that, uh, that have been made or have been, have been essentially preliminarily improved, approved before uh, this lending standards get tightened. Any number of reasons for why there would be substantial lags between when senior loan officers report to the Fed that they're thinking about tightening lending standards, whether they have or not, uh, isn't clear. But from the time they report to the Fed, they're tightening lending standards and they actually begin cutting back on lending. And that lag is about 18 months or so. So when you take these two data series, the sluice tightening in CNI loans and the actual CNI loan volumes, and you offset the one by 18 months, see what happens. They line up near exactly. In fact, surprisingly well, given the, all of the, uh, the dynamic factors that go on in a complex economy, especially with a large banking system and a huge credit component. But yet they do. They line up surprisingly well. They line up really well which tells us that once banks start, uh, start raising their lending standards, it takes about 18 months for the full effect to hit in commercial and industrial lending. That once the damage gets done and the lending standards gets tight, another 18 months, and it's not, an exact, not necessarily exactly 18 months, before the full negative impact is felt in the credit system. Given that the tightening, the, the maximum amount of tightening in, uh, reported by the sluice data happened in the third quarter of last year, what that might propose then is that the maximum amount of tightening effect won't happen until at the end of this year at the earliest, maybe give or take a few months. So the end of 2024, before that, those tightening lending standards finally do have a big impact on commercial industrial loans. And just before we get going further here, I just want to remind you that we're having a webinar coming up on Monday, February 19th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We still haven't come up with a topic yet. We're soliciting feedback from various people around social media, including here on YouTube. So if you have an idea about what we should talk about on President's Day, let us know. And if you want to sign up for the webinar, there's a link in the description. That's again, Monday, February 19th, 6.30 p.m. I hope to see you there. Okay, so you might say, so what? It, it makes a lot of sense that if bank loan officers are saying they're tightening lending standards, that we would see lack of borrowing or less borrowing and lending in commercial industrial loans, even if at an 18-month lag. That all makes perfect sense. But what's the, what's, what's the big deal here? Because commercial industrial loans, so some companies don't get, don't get borrowing like they might otherwise. Is there really some type of strong relationship with the rest of the macro economy? And the answer is, yeah, there actually is. In fact, it's a really strong relationship when you line up commercial industrial loans on a year-over-year -year basis with the unemployment rate. Now, it's not a perfect relationship, and it's certainly not as fitted, well-fitted, 
as with the sluice data, but you can see that there is very clearly a cyclical relationship between the level of commercial, the changes in the level of commercial industrial loans and the level of unemployment as pictured by the unemployment rate. And just a note here too, I've inverted the unemployment rate so that you can better see the relationship. So when we see commercial industrial loans falling, especially on a year over year basis, we also see the unemployment rate rising and not just by a 10th of a percent here or there. It's a strong rise. At the very least, what this tells us when we put these two charts together, these three data points together that line up really well, what it tells us is that at the very least, they must be showing us maybe the same cause. That whatever is impacting the real economy is causing bank lenders to tighten lending standards. It's causing bank lenders to tighten lending standards that leads to lower commercial industrial lending, as well as maybe lower demand for loans from commercial borrowers themselves. At the same time, we see employers give up and start unemploying their workers. And it might be a direct cause where banks respond to something in the real economy, they then start tightening lending standards, which then causes commercial lending to fall off, which then causes employers to start taking a harder look at the overall macroeconomic situation, as well as how many workers they have working for them. It might be a that simple and that direct, where bank credit leads to unemployment through a prolonged lagging process of about 18 months, give or take. But either way, it doesn't matter. The fact that lending standards already got really tight last year, according to the SLUS data, indicates that we should expect the full impact on commercial industrial loans around the end of this year, which means throughout this year, we're going to see increasing effects from lower levels of lending and borrowing to companies in the U.S. economy. And if historical patterns hold here, and they have no reason to believe why they wouldn't, that this time is suddenly different, we would expect as commercial and industrial borrowers get to borrow less, they're going to be employing fewer people as well. Whether there's a direct relationship or whether these are all just responses to the same overall environment, all of it continues to add up for a very troubling and painful 2024. Even though the establishment survey headline payroll number for December as well as January were absolutely stellar and accelerating wildly, these statistics, the, the strong historical cyclical relationship that goes back 30 years argues that even if the payroll reports were accurate, and there's not a whole lot of reason to believe they were, then it wouldn't matter anyway, because the full effect of the cycle, the full negative effect of the downturn of the cycle would continue to continues to look like it's in front of us. That's what the SLUS data says. Even though the SLUS numbers look like they're better than they were uh, a couple quarters ago, that just means that the damage has already been done. The, the wheels have been set in motion. Companies are going to be borrowing less and likely that's going to impact their employment decisions. This is still a cycle and the cycle, the worst part of it is ahead of us. As I said in the introduction, there's also other parts of the sluice data that are worth commenting on here, including starting with commercial real estate. Obviously, we got the shock last week with New York Community Bank Corp announcing really troubling developments in its commercial real estate loan book, a huge increase in loan charge-offs as well as provisions for future loan charge-offs. 
The bank said it was just two loans, but you can take that one or two ways. Yeah, it was just two loans, no big deal. Or, holy crap, it was just two loans and you had to increase your provisions by eight for ninefold. That suggests that maybe there's more going on here. And incidentally, New York Community Bank Corp stock continues to fall and fall sharply. Today, it's down to a new record low, I believe off nearly 20% on the day, which suggests the market isn't taking this commercial real estate business lying down, or are they taking the explanation excuses that management has put forward for at least NYCB? We should also note that the regional bank index in the stock market is also moving lower, though nowhere near as aggressively, which suggests there is some anxiety that commercial real estate might prove to be a big problem after all. If what New York Community Bank Corp is reporting is just the tip of the iceberg, and we know it is, then there's some reason to be concerned that other regional banks who are heavily exposed to commercial real estate are going to be having similar types of experiences with their various earning reports and charge-offs and loan provisions and all of that. Where it relates to the sleuth status, Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey, is that like the overall or like the commercial and industrial segment where lending standards were reported to be radically tightening last year and not as radically tightening this year, or there aren't as many continuing to tighten up until the early part of this year, it doesn't matter here either. The damage is likely already done. Once lending standards in commercial real estate like CNI get really tight in that initial rush as banks reassess the situation, bank lending standards are tightened. They don't immediately begin to loosen. And in the case of 2023 and 2024, we wouldn't expect that given the, the likely potential for problems in commercial real estate. It was also interesting in the Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey how those loan officers suggested that demand for commercial real estate loans actually remains unusually weak. And we could take that a couple of different ways too. It might suggest that those who are able to buy commercial real estate are not in demand to do so at this point because they're likely waiting for prices to drop probably sharply. So there's no demand for commercial real estate loans from that group because they're waiting for the crisis to become a crisis and create crisis level of prices. On the other side, it might take that to mean also that with the high degree of refinancings that are likely to take place, that uh, commercial borrowers or commercial real estate borrowers are waiting until the absolute last moment before they have to in order to refinance. So they're not, there's not a huge amount of demand for commercial real estate financing, at least according to these sluice figures right now, because nobody wants to do much of anything unless they absolutely have to, which brings us back to New York Community Bank, which New York Community Bank Corp, which had to report some losses in order to um, clean up its balance sheet. At least that's the idea. Fuck. And one last note in the sluice figures, consumer loans. Uh, banks reported, like everything else, tightening lending standards throughout 2023, tightening lending standards to a recession-type degree. But then, of course, the tightening has been done, and we see not loosening yet, but still some stragglers coming in, tightening their lending standards. So we're still within the, the overall tightening cycle for consumer loans. But like with commercial real estate, what banks are reporting as far as their own willingness to lend into consumer loans, that's still incredibly weak. So there isn't a huge appetite yet for banks to make consumer loans, which may be a reflection on the state of consumers and the overall economy. Again, despite the labor market statistics that have looked incredibly good, 
maybe banks aren't seeing that in their application process or what they see of consumers coming in and trying to, to borrow from them. According to the SLUS data, the, the metric for the willingness of banks to issue consumer credit was minus 17.9, which is not really that different from the minus 22.8, which was the peak back in the second quarter of last year. So you end up having three subsequent, subsequent quarters where bank willingness is incredibly low. So that's something to keep in mind as we move forward here too. So again, we start with these two really strong cyclical charts that have been validated through various cycles over the last three plus decades. Banks have, have tightened their lending standards. Within 18 months, we should see the full effect of that in commercial and industrial loans. And as commercial and industrial loans get become hard to come by, there is either a related or it's simply just a corresponding relationship with unemployment, which means this is still a business cycle and the worst part of it remains just in front of us. Maybe by the end of this year, we'll finally get to that point. Like the rest of the employment figures, including the establishment survey and hours work, which already suggests that employers are under pressure for a variety of reasons, including lack of business coming in, now we have a potential increasing negative pressure from borrowing and lending from the banking system. It, maybe that convinces them to do more than just cut back on hours to the level that we've seen already. Again, establishment survey as well as household survey. And as they continue to do more, it becomes that self-reinforcing, self-feeding negative process that we all call a recession. So we have strong cyclical data that tells us we're still in a cycle, even though everyone is convinced there's a soft landing for us ahead in 2024. Not according to senior loan officers who already made their move last year, and now we just have to wait for the impact this year. It wasn't just the labor data. A lot of statistics recently have been practically schizophrenic. And I just talked about that in a recent video. That's the one linked below me. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Join us for the webinar February 19th. Sign up for that if you want. And until next time, take care.